Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every morning, Taryn Armstrong talks Big Brother looking at the stuff from yesterday. All the drama, all the strategy and silliness from Theo to HOH. Every single season, you know he is the reason. You know what's happening. Rob said that he could do it. Tomorrow he will do it again. Hello, everyone, and good morning. Welcome to our live feed update for September 15th. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and with me today is Kirsten. How are you doing, Kirsten? I am doing well. I am excited to be here, uh, though I'm a little nervous about what the next week and a bit of feeds are going to bring with so few people. I think we're finally starting to slow down here um, as we get into the end game. Uh, it's honestly very surprising that uh, that we had the feeds that we did up until this point. But the final four veto has finally been played. And so uh, this should probably be a relatively quick update here for you today. I would I would think anyways. Yeah, we're going to tell you everything that happened yesterday on the Big Brother 21 live feeds yesterday. Uh, and by everything, I mean anything relevant, which is not a whole lot. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry. So all these notes on on the other things that happened are not not important. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I guess I should have told you. <laughs> so. Oh, God, I can't believe I spent all this time. Oh, no. It was day 88 in the house. And really nothing of, of importance happens before the feeds cut for the veto. But they do cut for the veto. And as I'm going about my day, going and seeing it part two, uh, I am I am thinking the shorter the feeds are down, the, the, the shorter the time the feeds are down, the better, because that means it was probably some sort of quiz competition. If the feeds are down for a long time, the longer the feeds are down for, the less faith I have that Clifford Nicole won this veto. Um. <laughs> And the feeds were down for an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours. They're not winning. Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, the feeds were down longer than the length of It Part 2. Yep. Not great. Exactly. That was a long movie. That is a very long movie. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's just a, just a series of. We don't need to get into it part two. Um, oh, please! I'm I'm still triggered. It's been a week. <laughs> so uh, the feeds come back, and the first thing you see is the veto necklace around Jackson Mickey's neck. Comp beast Jackson Mickey. There you go. Uh, Jackson has the final four veto. He is going to the final three. He uh, he goes off by himself into the target room and cries. I made the final three. Yeah, he he's there. He's got his uh, he's got the veto necklace on. He's so excited. Um, Cliff tells him before this go like celebrate we're so proud of you uh it was a, obviously a fairly physical competition it seemed like it was uh they had a slingshot and targets they had to run back and forth to get the balls and cliff hurt himself again mm. it was apparently a very physical competition uh mostly because they had to run and get collect the balls that they were shooting um they had to shoot uh, the targets. It was very much like, I believe, part two of the Big Brother 19 Final 3 HOH. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was like the medieval theme. Yeah. And they were shooting down the cardboard cutouts uh, yeah. to answer questions. Um, and so Cliff was like, yeah, I mean, I was I was running back and forth for 38 minutes. Uh, it's not my competition. Yeah, and like Nicole also says, like, she was out of breath during BB Comics, but at least she could stop when she was looking at the comics. However, mm. during this competition, she could not stop. She had to keep running to get the ball. So extremely, extremely physical, which uh, makes sense why Jackson won. But Nicole came in a fairly close second. Yes. Um, you know, I, I again, this to me, I, I believe she was like two minutes behind him. This to me says that she would have beat him in any, in any kind of quiz competition if there wasn't a physical aspect, because he is obviously going to be going much, much faster than her, probably has better accuracy than her. Um, but she knew the questions pretty well. So um, it's the way it goes. Uh, it really, you know, it, it brings me back to a point that we queued up last season when we noticed that uh, a lot of the end game competitions were getting more and more physical um, that we were seeing uh, Tyler, Casey and Angela just trade off wins because they were all around the same physical uh, uh, had around the same physical ability. And so they were just they I believe it was something like they each had six wins a piece and like the like 10 or 12 wins in a row uh, or something like that. Um, and we're seeing it again this time, only there's nobody that can compete physically with Jackson, not even Tommy could. Um, and so uh, we're seeing now one guy kind of just <laughs> beat all of the competitions. And it seems even more pronounced here at the Final Four now that they've changed these competitions, where previously Final Four HOH was what the bleep, which is kind of a crapshoot competition. And then Final Four Veto was still pretty quizzy even though it was more physical last year than it has been in the past um it was it's now a, an endurance competition for final four hoh and a one of the most physical uh vetoes that we can see uh here at the final four veto so it is definitely moving away from the mental competitions the crapshoot competitions we're getting a lot of physical stuff here yeah, and I'm really curious what they're going to do for part one and two of the mm. final HOH, because it does seem like they've used uh, kind of the competitions that fit into the normal archetype of those 
already. And so I'm wondering, are they going to do something different or is it going to be kind of same old, same old, and it'll just be repetitive. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see what's going to happen. I just saw someone in the chat say, Nicole had all summer to exercise. <laughs> it's, uh... yeah, you know what? We all did. And you know what we did instead? We watched the live feeds, and she was playing Big Brother. She was busy. Um... She was not working out because she wanted to be relatable. How dare you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I think I, you make a good point, too, because, uh, you know, the final four HOH was not exactly what the final what part one of the final three HOH mm-hmm. is. But it I did point this out, I think, on the live show that it's very strange to have <clears throat> that competition. Right. Like that's back to back HOH competitions that are endurance. And then to have the veto be this kind of competition, which is basically stolen from part two of the final three HOH, or at least very similar to what it often is or might be. Uh, It's now back to back, back to back, back to back competitions. Uh, And it makes me wonder if we're finally for the first time in a really long time going to see the final three HOH changed up, which I would personally love. I don't love the changes to all the competitions leading up to here, but I think I would, I would take a final three change up uh, if, if it means having to take a hit on the final four personally. Well, I think that that would be great to see. And that's what I would prefer to see, but I wouldn't be surprised if they just kind of go with like, um, was it part one of season 18 when they were the cats and it was like endurance, mm. but they had to like switch between them. Like, I feel like that's different enough that they could maybe get away with that. Um, I, I don't know exactly. What You're right. I'm do, completely way too hopeful. Like, like it's the thing too, where I keep getting my hopes up. Like, Oh my God, are they going to do long form jury questioning again? They have so much time. I'm like, no curse and stop. They're not doing it. Like it would be great, but they're not going to do it. So uh, I, I've been basically like talking myself down because I keep getting my hopes up. So sorry to have to, to bring you down there as well. <laughs> well, I've always been, I've always been against part one and two of the final three HOH because it basically locks out people like Cliff, like any older uh, house guests, any house guest that's like not super fit um, or, uh, or like really small, um, like, uh, like it's, uh, or too small. Um, like it really, really favors a particular kind of, of player and basically locks any other kinds of players out of part three of the final three HOH. And I don't love that. Um, And so I would love to see a change to that. Only now we're kind of, we've kind of moved that up and and now they've kind of locked out (laughs) the less physical players in part in the final four, but that's better than locking them out at the final three, in my opinion. Um, But I'd still love to just not lock them out in general. I would love to not move toward this trend of more physical competitions. I think we're seeing it in big brother us as they're getting more and more physical, more, less and less crapshoot, less and less mental. Um, And in Big Brother Canada, it's going in a similar but opposite direction where it's getting more and more like mental uh, and and still less crapshooty. Less crapshoots means that we're going to see more and more of individual players being able to win the majority of the competitions, which means in general, a more stable game. Uh, We saw it in Big Brother Canada 7. We're seeing it now uh, a little bit in Big Brother 21. We certainly saw it in Big Brother 20. Um, you know, luckily for us, Jackson winning a bunch did not make the game more stable, but it absolutely could have. <laughs> so, uh. 
Yeah, I think it boils down to uh, obviously production's goal is to craft a story and a narrative. And it's a lot easier to do that when it is kind of more predictable and stable. Um, Whereas if we are watching for the strategy, we kind of want it to be fluid and more interesting. But that's a lot harder to craft into something that the people who are not watching live feeds will be able to understand uh, because a lot gets missed. And it is kind of like the the BB Can 6 thing where the episode's were not at all representative of what was happening on the feed. Yeah, and it and definitely changes the meta of the end game. I, you know, uh, I think normally you can rely on you can take a very physical player far in the game in Big Brother, even though it's scary because they're not going to win all of the competitions. Um, however, what we're seeing here in Big Brother Twenty One is that when you look back at the last what like seven six or seven weeks at this point um something along those lines you only had one opportunity in that entire stretch of time that jackson was not immune um and that's that's really hard to maneuver around yes and uh in that position you kind of would think to maneuver around it by weakening him by taking away his closest ally, but uh, <laughs> that's not the case. So. so, okay. So this is, this is, this is something we can talk about here. Um, so uh, obviously Jackson cries to himself. He plans on taking Holly to the final uh, three. Um, Cliff though is like, uh, no, no, I think, I think we're good. I think he's going to take me. He's a Southern gentleman. We shook hands. He is an honorable man. One at one point yesterday, like a little bit later on, Cliff says, like, Nicole is like, you know, I kind of like to wait and see if people go back on their word or not. Like, I don't really trust people. And Cliff's like, oh, someone looks me in the eye and shakes my hand. I I trust them. And it's just like a very stark difference uh, between the two of them. So, yeah, Cliff seems to really think Jackson is going to cut Holly here. There's a lot of denial and it brings me back to the first time that Cliff was evicted, actually, um, which I think was, you know, ultimately a fatal flaw of his the first time around, which is that he has too much optimism in terms of uh, like denying that he's in trouble, I guess. Um, Like when like when people are lying to him and they're about to send him home, he really wants to believe that he's still got a shot. Well, and the thing is, uh, I kind of can give him a slide the first time that happens, but I was talking to Matt Ligori about this yesterday, and he was like, he's been evicted once before. He should probably be able to see the signs that it's about to happen again a little bit more. Uh, and I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's... <laughs> I understand that Jackson has been impressive lately and that Jackson has been laying the groundwork for this lie and it's a pointless lie. So it's like why it's more believable because it's pointless. Um, But still to believe that Jackson is going to evict Holly, his showman's. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, I just feel like generally speaking, if a showmance is going to cut their partner, they do so either it happens early in the season and they're like, well, there's nothing I can do. I tried my best. Or it happens right at the very end before final two. It's not something that really happens in the middle that often. Uh, So it just is a little bit unreasonable to expect that he would cut Holly, especially in the case where Holly is not really a threat at this point. And it makes so much sense to keep her for his uh, chances to win. Cliff needs a little Vanessa in his life to be like, Cliff, what are their incentives? Yeah. Think, think about game theory. 
Um, so. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that uh, people don't tend to think about game theory unless uh, it's something that has factored into their life before. <laughs> game like at least in at least in those terms, like a lot of people will uh, kind of by default kind of fall into that when they're naturally inclined to. But nobody's gonna be like, oh, yeah, it's the game theory. We're looking at their incentives and why they would be doing this unless you've like taken a course in it or had to actually use it in your life, such as playing poker. Um, so, uh, people are, people are asking for Orwell. Um, I don't know, honestly, if Cliff, uh, deserves Orwell right now. Oh, no. We'll bring out Orwell to honor Cliff's loss here. I can't believe you don't have him in a black bandana. Um, well, it's, it's a funeral. It's a funeral for Cliff, uh, for the second time. Uh, so Orwell will show up. Um, so, uh, man, I really, I was ready to have Orwell, like, the next time Cliff won an HOH, I was ready to bring out Orwell again. Never happened. Um, and that's... You should have brought him for the, uh, the veto and the double eviction. (laughs) It's not enough. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Not enough. Uh, (laughs) I should have had something for Nicole, like a, like a unicorn. I want a pair of those unicorn slippers so bad. Mm. I've been looking and I can't find a good enough pair. So if anyone has a uh, a link to some key ones, uh, hit me up. Yes. So uh, Nicole is concerned. Nicole is like, I don't. Was he really going to stick to the deal, though? Uh, and Cliff says, look, if uh, if he doesn't stick to the deal, I got played. I'll shake his hand. That's it. So uh, some more hands are going to be sh- shaken. Shaken. Look him in the eye Shook. and shake his hand. It's all he needs. And you know what? That's great in real life, but not so much in Big Brother. Yeah. Um, so, so basically, point is, it's it's looking like uh, Cliff is on his way out the door here. Jackson talks to Holly. He says, uh, "I did this for you. I did this for you. We're going to the final three. And uh, Holly says, "Jackson." You did it. I tried, but I couldn't. And you know what? No jury could see you in the final two and not vote for you. No jury. And he's He's like, like, you're going to be right there with me. He's like, I agree. And I want you to be right there next to me when it happens. He's like, yes, you deserve it, Jackson. You deserve everything. He's like, I I want nothing more than to be there with you in the final two so you can win and beat me. (laughs) Um... (sighs) Now, Which also not impressed, but like that is also what she should be saying to him right now. So. Right, right, right. Because because I was thinking about it like, I, look, I at this point in the game, I can't really give Holly too much benefit of the doubt because she hasn't really shown that I should. But there is I do want to point out that. Of course, this is what she should be saying to him. She shouldn't be saying it to other people, which she has, but she should be saying it to him um, because that will just feeds his ego. And she does have a uh, cat in the jury. And something that I've been thinking about is that cat on her way out of the house in her interview with Julie talked to Julie and said, you know what? Christy said a lot of bad things about Jackson, but Jackson's actually a really stand up guy. He's really great. Blah, blah, blah. Um, now, we know that it wasn't Christy that said those things. It was Kat that said those things, that he was aggressive and he made her feel uncomfortable. And he was like a domestic violence or person. And uh, he's uh, like uh, bad for women. Um, and so and then Christy echoed those sta- statements. But then Kat reeled it back, blamed it all on Christy in her exit interview with Julie. 
But when they're in the ju- jury and it's looking more and more like it's going to be a Jackson Holly final too, we know where Cat wants that to go. I wonder if Cat is going to be once again pushing the line of like, no, you can say Jackson is a stronger player all you want, but he is bad for women and makes me feel uncomfortable and he does not deserve to have this money, so on and so forth. I wonder if that could be because that worked on Christie before. I wonder if that line of like campaigning in the jury um, could actually have a little bit of an impact. And I wonder if Holly is maybe even just a little bit aware of that, uh, that maybe she can beat Jackson here, especially with this. We have to go back to it. The pre-existing relationship there to help her in the jury. Um, I wouldn't count Holly out. Yeah. And the other thing is uh, with all of the fighting and everything that's been going on with Holly and Jackson, the house guests have seen that. And so if Kat starts bringing up, yeah, but Jackson's like this, he does this, 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 and this. And they're like, oh, wow. Like, remember when he was like literally yelling at Holly? That wasn't cool. Um, yeah. So that that could be something. The other thing, too, is Holly doesn't want her game defined by the showman's. She said numerous times that she doesn't want that to be the case. She has spoken a lot, like in the diary room and everything about uh, like, you know, female empowerment and that kind of thing maybe there's a chance that she doesn't take him. I don't think it's a big one, but I don't think it's impossible that she cuts him if she were to win, but I don't think she's likely to win. Yeah, I don't I don't think she'll cut him. No. But uh, but I do think she might hope that she can beat him, especially with Kat on the jury. Yeah. Um, and I do think it's probably closer than a lot of people expect. I don't know. I don't know exactly what people want. I don't think people want either necessarily, but... Um, I just think it's the thing where we spend all this time trying to predict juries and the last mm. several seasons we've been really wrong. Yeah, I mean, like, like in general. Yeah, like the the, the point be like they're very, very difficult to predict um, that uh, there are, you, you can go individually and go, well, this person probably leans this way. But you can, but it's also difficult because you can say individually, you know, individually, I think Jack is a definite vote for Jackson. I think that he left the house. He felt like he betrayed Jackson and that Jackson uh, deserved to to do well and that Jackson was playing a good game. I would say Jack is definitely a vote for Jackson. However, Jack spent a bunch of time in the jury house with Kat um, and then, uh, you know, then spent some time with, uh, you know, with, with sis and, you know, now he's in there with with Christy, and if if Cat is on is with Christy and has convinced Christy, and then it's Cat and Christy and Jack, and like who knows how he's been influenced by the other members of the jury, right? So uh, it's it's very very difficult to predict uh, where they go. The other thing too with Jack that I have been thinking about a lot is he literally got rigged over the coals by Julie in his exit interview. He is going to want to do something that makes him look good to America after that. Mm. As well, the jurors got to see their BB comics this year in the jury, and his is literally the jackass. He is not going to want to come across. Oh, I love it. Oh, look, I love love being called the jackass so so much. I am totally the centaur of attention. Uh, right and so like i i think that jack is aware of these things and he's going to want to overcome them now what it means to jack to not be a jackass or to not come across poorly i don't know i i can't pretend to understand what goes on in jack's head but i think that is going to be a big factor 
So just something to think about. I do think there are a lot of people in the jury that want to vote for gameplay, but there's a lot of ways to convince yourself that gameplay is a lot of way to convince yourself that uh that oh holly was actually secretly puppet mastering jackson the whole time uh they don't know that jackson came up with the, the tommy lie plan all by himself and that you know holly had nothing to do with it uh unless unless maybe she said that during the argument we don't know yet but uh I, you get my point we need to see that argument and i'm so upset that we're gonna get like just a a choppy a choppy edit of it uh yeah and you know that the scene like when they show the actual HOH comp it's probably gonna be longer than the competition actually does. Yeah. <sighs> um now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply and we're back so let's get back to the show uh, they also talk about how uh, Jackson Holly. They talk. It didn't need to be this way. It didn't need to be this way. If if they hadn't made uh, made me throw the hoh, Cliff would be uh, heading to final three with us right now, because I would have beat Nicole. We would have sent Nicole home, and uh, and and Cliff would be in the final three. Yes, they made her. They Bullied. made her throw Bullied the hoh. Her. She was forced to do so. There was nothing she could do but throw it uh i i just don't understand these people being like oh yeah we have to keep our word no i'm sorry you're in the final four of big brother now more than any time if you need to bounce a check do so like there w- would have been no repercussion for holly actually gunning for that hoh and winning yeah and this is what i i've i talked about a little bit last night on twitter that i feel like this was a big error for cliff um, because it did not benefit him in any way to have Holly throw uh, throw this HOH, um, especially once he finds out it's physical. But even even without that, uh, you know, Nicole winning the HOH is his worst outcome. Just yeah, period, uh, because it means that Nicole is not available to evict. And unless he buys into Jackson being willing to take out Holly, which he did, uh, then Holly winning HOH is point is, is doesn't matter at all. Uh, either she's got HOH and uh, and and that means that uh, that you know, Jackson can't evict her, or she doesn't have HOH and Jackson won't evict her. Doesn't matter for you if Jackson wins the veto. Um, and so, I really didn't like the decision here for Cliff to uh, to be a part of a deal where Holly throws the HOH. It made sense with Tommy, not with Holly. Yeah. And the other thing, like I keep thinking back, like, where did it go 
so wrong. And I really think it's not the decision last week. It's the double eviction. If they had evicted Tommy instead of Christy, it would have been a much easier decision last week to evict Holly over Christy because Christy and Jackson were never going to work together. And then in this case, Christy would have been available to evict. <laughs> She's going to try to burrow behind the cushions now. And it's going to be really annoying. There's a there's a cat uh, stalking uh, Kirsten in the background. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think that because uh, there, uh, you know, look, <laughs> Cliff is getting evicted. And so all of the people who have been waiting to say, ha ha ha, terrible player. I knew it all along ever since he nominated Bella. Uh, they're like uh, jumping on every single decision uh, he ever made. Um, in fact, I'm, I got a ton of messages like, see, I knew I knew nominating Bella was the wrong move. See, I told you. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's fair to put it back to that moment. Like, I've been very vocal that I wasn't the biggest fan of that move. I, I do think that there were other options that maybe would have set him up a little bit better. But in the universe of where he made that move and it solidified his trust with some of the key players and kept him safe for a little while. Where it really went wrong, I think, is the double. I think, like, yes, you can you can argue that some of the decision making was not great before that, but I think that that's where it really, really went downhill because they had set themselves up for a good spot in the end game, and then they kind of messed it up there. So that would be my my personal thought, and I think that that would be my thought, even if this had all perfectly worked out and they were both making it to final three because. I like the result of the decision doesn't necessarily mean it was the right decision. It just worked out right. Like you can be playing poker and you can win with a bad hand. Right. I, I, I think, I think that you're right. I think that like, if we look back to what were the things that could have been better, I think that evicting Tommy over Christie uh, at the final six would have been better for them because Christie is less of a threat in the final competitions um, and more volatile, more likely to be evicted in the case in this uh, when if she stays at the final five. Um and uh, and then the decision to uh, have Holly throw the HOH. I think that was a mistake. But also just I mean, I've I have been probably the lowest on Cliff's game stock watch wise for the entire season um, because I've always said his end ga- like it's tough for him to get to the end game. But then even if he does make it there, it's going to be incredibly difficult for him because at the end of the day. The biggest error in Cliff's game is that he's unable to win competitions, right? Like it's not, which is obviously not an error, but it's a flaw in his game. you, You have to just be able to win competitions at some point. It's incredibly difficult, especially in modern day Big Brother, to to get to the end without winning competitions. And Cliff made it to the end. He was able to bring somebody with him that was able to win competitions. She was winning a a lot, but still not enough to get him to the end. He needed to be able to win something. She needed to be able to win something. And it just didn't happen. And I mean, we can we can go back and look at every wrong decision he ever made. But uh, at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to win a competition, especially in the end game. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, I don't want it to seem like, oh, we're being so, so hard on Cliff. Cliff did great considering all the barriers that he had going into this game. There are different universes where he would have been, you know, the first one out in the the, uh, camp director thing, right? Like that 
is very possible and could have happened. So the fact that he made it to Final Four is incredible. And I don't mean to belittle his game. I'm just trying to talk about, well, where did it really go wrong? Yeah. And I don't want to get too too far into it. I'm sure we'll talk about it on the roundtable. But uh, I, I, you know, a lot of people are now saying, Clearly, it was the wrong move to side with Jackson Holly at the final six. I very much disagree with that. Uh, I think that Cliff would have been gone at final five if they had done that, because uh, if Tommy or Christy win that uh, HOH, which seems very likely, I even went back and watched the competition. Tommy would be, would have been in a big uh, would have had a big lead over uh, and he had, would have had four points at the time that Jackson won. If Jackson was not in the competition, you won with five points. Um, and so if Tommy wins that HOH, Nicole, he puts up Cliff and Nicole. Nicole wins the cliff goes home um they're certainly not sending holly home over cliff um and then uh he's out of five so that was uh, ostensibly the right call results oriented wise and then the decision to keep uh holly over tommy we talked about it endlessly last week there were so many pros and cons either way um i i really dug into the statistics of like comp outcomes um even if you give you know both outcomes the most ideal scenario versus the the you know most uh unideal scenario the the percentages are very similar it's it's a very close call either way no matter what happens but the thing that makes it worse to keep holly is her throwing hoh that does decrease the odds of cliff making it to the end with holly um with holly in the game and with holly throwing the hoh so that's really where i feel like there was no benefit to it there was no upside there was no you know 50 percent this way 50 percent that way it was all negatives and i don't like that decision from uh from cliff there um and and really uh you know i think when we look back at at cliff's game i think the biggest flaw again is just not being able to win to win these competitions uh you know that's that's really what it comes down to yeah, I think that it's probably like a little bit more than that, but not enough to to really. I mean, dig there, into yeah, it. there are plenty of other, yeah. like, I, and especially yeah. like all this stuff about trusting Jackson. Uh, terrible, didn't really impact his game in any way. Uh, at this point, um, it does. It's not like it's not the reason he's going home, but um, but like. It's yeah. just going to make him look worse going right. home, right? Like it's not like oh, this was the the fatal flaw. It, it's not like he threw the veto to Jackson. It's- yeah, well, cause, yeah, because like a lot, of, a lot of people are like, oh, see, should have kept Tommy in the game. Except that is intentionally ignoring Jackson in the diary room saying, if Tommy stays, I'm evicting Cliff at Final Four no matter what. Uh, Cliff would be leaving right now if Tommy had stayed. It would have been the exact same. And it would have been even more difficult for him or Nicole to make it to the final three uh, with this Jackson win. Maybe you can say that Tommy would have had a chance to beat uh, Jackson. Maybe you can say that Jackson would have changed his mind and evicted Tommy. Something along those lines. But uh, but, you know, it's again, those are a lot of what ifs. And the point is that it still would have been a really rough spot for him. Jackson winning this veto is worst case scenario, no matter who he keeps. And uh, and it's just the way things go. Sometimes Jackson won the veto. Exactly. And yeah. there it is. He won. So. Um, Jackson, Holly, they continue their conversation or continue conversing throughout the night. Uh, <laughs> they talk about the final three HOH. And so when Jackson won the veto, my my first thought was if the final three is how it usually is. If it is, if it's if it is, um, then 
Nicole might be drawing dead at this point because, uh, or at least close to it because it's part one is endurance and both Jackson and Holly have won in endurance. Nicole has done okay in one and did poorly in another. Um, She's going to have a really tough time beating them there if it's endurance. And then part two, especially if Holly wins, which seems more likely in part one, then it will be Nicole versus uh, Jackson in part two, where it is again, very, very physical. Even if Nicole has a leg up mentally over Jackson, the physical aspect will probably make it uh, so that she ultimately loses him as we saw in this final four veto, which is very similar to a part two style competition. Um, And so what we could have here is Holly winning part one, Jackson winning part two, Holly versus Jackson in part three. And uh, Nicole has no chance, but there are a couple of things that make this less likely to happen. First, what we talked about final three might be different now. Um, And if it is, then all bets are off. Number two, Jackson does plan on uh, fighting it out, duking it out in part one with Holly. Which is just like, it's the dumbest thing. Like their best case scenario is Holly wins part one, Jackson wins part two. Obviously Jackson Jackson should stay into part one until Nicole falls, if at all possible. Uh, But he should not be trying to win that part. He should be trying to go into part two to give them the best possible chance. Right. Because especially if part one is endurance like it normally is, then you can probably expect that the rest of the competition will play out as you expect it to. And that part two will be some sort of physical uh, competition. And again, like if you're Jackson, you have to think about um, would I rather face Nicole in part three, which is almost definitely just going to be straight questions. Uh, best case scenario at that point, it's a crapshoot like it used to be. Worst case scenario is it's tough days questions. And I give a major advantage to Nicole on that one. Um, or would I rather face up against Nicole in a very physical competition that also has questions, but they're usually slightly easier questions. Um, every day of the week, I want to, I want to fight, uh, Caitlin, uh, I want to fight, uh, Nicole on the, uh, the physical competition, um, because that's where I have the biggest advantage. Um, so that, that would be my line of reasoning there. And worst case scenario, they, they, after part one endurance, they change it up and they make part two, like questions or something. Uh, then it's, just it's the same as what it would have been. You f- you're fighting off against Nicole in part two and it's questions and it's, instead of part three, it's part two. And then uh, Holly still has a chance to beat Nicole at whatever theoretically physical or crapshoot competition part three would be. So, um, yeah. And again, they didn't really talk about this for a long time. They just kind of were like, hey, maybe we should do this. Uh, so they have several days to realize that this is not the right decision and i have faith in jackson that he will put that together yeah it's it's certainly possible i mean jackson's logic was uh i i want to be in part three and that's fair enough logic um but uh but we'll see maybe he will think about it some more but but uh so so this is this is another reason why nicole might not be out of it quite yet uh if jackson and holly go through with this kind of logic it's um it might it might open a door for Nicole to beat Holly in part two, and then she has a great chance to beat Jackson in part three. Then the question becomes, can Nicole beat Holly in the final two? Which I think also might be difficult, especially with this cat situation. 
Yes, but I'm not willing to uh, count Nicole out quite yet. Oh, no. Just two weeks ago, we were saying Nicole's probably never going to even win a competition. So why are we talking about what's going to happen if she does? And then she has gone on a little bit of a run. She's kept herself safe. That's because uh, Matt was saying that, and I was saying Matt, no. I mean, I don't think it was that cut and dry, but uh, <laughs> I've been saying for like two months that Nicole is going to win the end game competitions. I I don't have time for the ego right now, Jared. <laughs> I'm just trying to point out that this is not necessarily the yes, case. No. That there was the, the thing is, is we had faith in Nicole to win the mental competitions, uh, but I I don't think that we would have thought, oh, she could win that uh, like that hockey one that she won. Like I feel like if we when we saw that competition, I I didn't automatically assume that she had a shot at that. I and I did not think she was going to hit that uh, that ball into the net after I, that first shot. Yeah, I really like, thought oh, that no, wasn't going to happen. This is tragic. She's going to miss, and it's going to be so sad. Uh, and so I think it's the thing where she has, uh, you know, beat some of our expectations, and I think that she can continue to do so. And I think that she wants this very badly, and probably wants it more than Holly does does in whatever part that she competes against Holly in and <laughs> that could mean something just like the pure like stubbornness I, I'm not willing to count that out even if she's not as uh, physically fit as the other two I, I do think that uh, she she's got the heart and that does go a long way yeah uh, I, I mean I definitely think she can beat Holly especially in uh in a competition uh it's it's mostly the uh the jury that I I do worry about especially because I really think that like her winning that final 5 veto was huge but then it kind of gets neutralized by not sending out Tommy or not sending out Holly and then she also didn't win the final 4 veto final 4 HOH was thrown to her um and then if she if she just like survives by the skin of her teeth in final three, I just I worry that it's not enough. I worry that it's not enough, though. I, obviously, I've been talking about how Holly is, has, has the worst chance of winning in the final two for a while. Um, I don't necessarily think that anymore, but I do think that it could go either way with Nicole and Holly. Yeah, and I yeah, I just think it's it's going to be very interesting. And I just I'm I'm thinking about the season in terms of a story. Does a showman's get into the final two? Like a story? Like, sure, it's a narrative. But Nicole getting her revenge on the nine people that locked her out and were so mean to her at the beginning of the season, that is a story. And so that is what I think is the most compelling end for the season. I agree. And for all of these horrible people to get what is coming to them. I agree, but it relies on those very people that did it to her to give her the win. Right. Yes. And that is a problem. But I do think that she has done a good job building relationships and the one on one conversations that she normally would not be comfortable having. And I think that she won some respect in that that double eviction. And I think that uh, a lot of them maybe aren't they're not going to be thinking back to that night, but just think of how they've reframed it in their minds. We were protecting Nicole. We like Nicole. We wanted her to be a voice. Like that's not the case. That's not what happened. But when they reframe it in that way in their minds, it kind of makes it easier to be like, yeah, like I love Nicole. I've been protecting Nicole this entire season. And uh, a win from her is, is almost like 
a win for me because I was protecting her. And like, you can kind of twist the narrative that way uh, in people's minds. Again, I'm not going to pretend to understand how people are thinking, but there are ways that you can twist it and spin it. So it's, I don't know. It's just, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. All right. Anything else you wanted to bring up here, Kirsten? Um, yeah. So some of the very exciting things that happened yesterday, uh, Nicole likes to warm herself up with the oven and big brother does not like that. Uh, she almost sat on, uh, air in- instead of into a chair in the kitchen. I was like, Oh, that was a close one. And it was adorable. Um, she comes up with the idea that they should all teach each other their accents this week, which I'm sure that will be riveting feats. I can't wait to hear you break it down. Uh, they did tie dye. At one point, Cliff had a job counting buttons. And Nicole says, I love buttons. And I thought that was adorable. <laughs> and then uh, a great hunted reference. Cliff wasn't allowed to watch that movie Deliverance when he was growing up. <laughs> These are the things that I, that I keep track of. Nicole did uh, pull, try to pull like a big guilt trip on, uh, on Jackson. First of all, giving them the HOH room. Oh um, yeah, that to uh, use as they pleased. Um, and he's like, "No, it'll be empty then." No, he's like, "No, you earned it. Uh, it's for you." And she's like, "Well, then it'll be empty." Uh, well, not all the time. They're not empty of not, stools. Not the, not the shower, anyways. Yeah. Um, there's also uh, Jackson said he wants to get Nick a blanket with Christie's memory wall photo on it for Christmas. Like late last night, he was like, "I've already figured out one Christmas gift." Okay. Well, there you go. Okay, that's a that's a choice. And then Nicole, Nicole went on about how she has uh, survivor's guilt for making it this far, and it just broke my heart. And I love her so much. She's such a sweet human. Nicole, Nicole, at one point to Jackson and Holly was like, uh, oh, "I just feel so like Holly, you threw that hoh, and you didn't need to, and you know." Uh, I I thought about betraying you guys, but you guys have been sticking to your word, and and you know, uh, I just I. I, you're much better people than me because you're like, cause you're essentially going to evict each other. And that's, you just, you're sticking to your word and that's, you're such <sighs> wonderful people. You're way better than I am. Um, this is a hundred percent her trying to guilt them <laughs> into sticking. Yeah. To- she's like, I just want you to have as much time alone as possible before this is over. Take the HOH room. And they did feel bad after they were like, Oh, she feels bad. <laughs> But uh, obviously, it's not going to be enough to make Jackson send Holly home. No, uh, feeling bad does not counteract uh, shower fun times. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All right. All right. Uh, so <laughs> that's what we have for you. Uh, we will be live tonight after the Sunday night episode of Big Brother 21. I imagine we're going to get the HOH competition, the big fight on Thursday, Ovi and Mm -hmm. his uh, luxury comp, and then follow it up with uh, pointless nominations. And uh, that'll be our episode. So the fight at the very least will be very exciting. Great to see Ovi again as well. So I'm looking forward to tonight. Uh, We'll be live to recap it all uh, after the episode. With Ali Lasher, right? I think it's Allie. Yes. Very yes. excited. Yes. Always love when Allie talks to Big Brother. Yes, very exciting. Um, yes, I, I love talking with Allie. Uh, so, tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, I'll be back to update you on everything that happens today on the Big Brother 21 live feeds. And then tomorrow night, we will have the roundtable 
Should be a good one. I Lots mean, I'm very excited to, to see what happens with the stock watch here. Yeah. Um, some changes are coming. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm expecting lots of, lots of debate on the round table this week. Love a good debate. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys so much for joining us. See you next time. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.